And now, a highlight from Animal Radio on iHeartRadio. It is Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets, whether that's a cat, a dog, or even an opossum. Although I don't know really anybody that has, <laughs> has a pet opossum yet. Uh, what Dr. do you mean? I see them at my office. Well, I figured you would. You yeah. would. Are How- they are they legal? Well, usually out by us, they have to have a permit to have them. But uh, yes, there are people that can have them. Are they pets or are they re- being rehabbed? The ones I see are rehabbed. Okay. So um, yeah, it's a different situation. So to end our confusion about possums and opossums, we have Leah Murray. She manages a vet clinic in Bradenton, Florida, and she's the Opossum Pouch Medical Research Director. Welcome to the show, Leah. How are you doing? Thank you very much, Hal. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Good. So tell us, what is the difference between a possum and opossum? It's really the location. Um, here in the United States, we have the Didelphus virginiana, and we um, actually do say possum, but technically it is opossum. And they're, but they're different animals or just different names? Um, well, they are different animals in um, Australia they do have, there are actually 65 different species of opossum, believe it or not. So you're an opossum pouch medical research director. Please tell me, what does that mean? A lot of what I do really is based upon um, finding answers to all of the problems and all of the medical issues that we're having because unlike cats and dogs and any other mammal that we um, are really familiar with treating, you, you just can approach anything that you deal with with opossums the same way. You have a, an opossum yourself. You, we just saw you on Skype holding an opossum. Was that the, uh, the dwarf opossum yeah, you have? That's, yep, that's pineapple chunk. Pineapple, pineapple. chunk. I assu- yeah, pineapple. I assume he likes pineapple? Uh, well, yes, he does, but he's not allowed to have a lot because they shouldn't have too many fruits. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, he, uh, but he does, really cute. He does eat Fruit Loops, right? Um, that was Cricket that you saw. <laughs> oh, okay. Cricket eats fruit. Loops. She's my leucistic. How many? Yeah, she's a leucistic. How many do you have? I have. I currently have three. I just lost um, one of mine about two weeks ago. So sorry. How long do they live? Um, in captivity, unfortunately, still only about three years. How long do they live in the wild? Less than two. Wow. Oh dear. Yeah. And so, yeah. were these rescues for you, or were they pets? Um, these for me are education animals. Okay. I, I'm not a rehabilitator per se, or at least I try to say I'm not. <laughs> um, I don't like to release. It's heartbreaking, but I know it's, you know, necessary. I just, that's not what I do for the organization. So I have education animals and I do travel around to schools and, um, a lot of different events that go on in the community so that I can take advantage of educating people about opossums because they're so, you know, severely misunderstood and underappreciated. There was uh, there was something on Inside Edition just recently on October 25th. And of course, we know that all these magazine shows, they they try to glamorize and maybe even exaggerate the news a little bit to make it spectacular. What did they say? Well, honestly, the takeaway message from that newscast was pretty alarming. Um, You know, they were poking at an opossum to get a a response to have it open its mouth and growl and hiss. And they're really docile animals by nature. They'd rather just be left alone. So the takeaway message from that uh, newscast was, you know, opossums will break into your home. um, They're going to attack you and give you typhus. And 
if I were just, you know, anybody in the general public, that's alarming. It's just, you know, it gives everybody a fear that is unnecessary. Um, you know, it's really alarming because we do so much to try to protect these opossums and then to have a newscast like that and send people, you know, into a panic, um, it actually will give them a justified feeling to going out and protecting their families by killing every opossum that they see. And we were mortified by that. It's just going to, you know, I feel create an onslaught of, you know, ridiculous slaughter of, a, of innocent opossums and it's unnecessary. And I think something has to be done to reverse that message. We are with opossum advocate Leah Murray. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our possums. Yeah, that's right. We are with Leah Murray. She manages a vet clinic in Bradenton, Florida, and she's the Opossum Pouch Medical Research Director. And she just told us a story about how Inside Edition did a story that might cause a little bit of hysteria or panic over opossums. Uh, But Dr. Debbie, you wanted to say something? I wanted to just speak for a moment about like the infection, uh, the infectious disease part of it, because there is a valid message when we talk about diseases you can get from wildlife. And so things like murine murine typhus is a genuine risk from not just opossums, but also from rats that might have Mm -hmm. uh, um, fleas on them. So the bacteria that the fleas have pass this type of disease to people potentially. So um, for me, the message wouldn't be to try to kill every opossum, but we don't want to really have that wildlife crossover into where we live. And so that would be the message that I would want to say is how can we make sure that the opossums enjoy their life elsewhere, not under our house, in our attic, um, having that crossover to where it can still be a valid health risk. I agree. I also feel like some of the things that could have been done, they were talking about in the newscast, they showed um, a trapper that was trapping the opossums and just relocating them. Well, that doesn't do anything as far as we're concerned of helping the problem or the issue. All you did was take that opossum with those fleas that they feel are responsible for um, carrying typhus, you know, obviously with, through the flea feces. Um, but why aren't we attacking the problem of the fleas? You know, there's so many big industries out there like Merck, who has Brevecto that provides you know, one application provides three months of protection uh, against fleas. Like we're just picking up these possums and maybe relocating them and taking that problem somewhere else. So are you saying that we should be protecting them with the Brevecto or some kind of uh, flea I, medicine? Treat them? Treating them? I Absolutely. I feel that that's one, at least that's another angle that we could look at. Sure. Um, we, I know that, for example, for Brevecto, Merck last year, they were they had this product that was short dated and so they were just selling it very very inexpensively in fact giving it away why can't we take advantage instead of disposing of all of that valuable product take advantage and use that into protecting our wildlife instead of making everyone afraid of it i don't you know i absolutely understand that there is a concern here but i think we need to address it differently and not putting opossums in harm's way. Opossums aren't the only one that have these fleas. It's the cat flea. It's the feline flea. Feral cats have it. Raccoons have them. Not just opossums, but they were targeted for this, clearly. Well, that's because if Inside Edition targeted cats, they would get a lot of slack. <laughs> People would speak up. Well, I hope they're going to get a lot of slack from this because we were very unhappy about this. Okay. Well, it just makes sense. Is there a website where we could learn more about what you're doing? Oh, absolutely. There's the Opossum Pouch Rescue. 
And that's on Facebook. And then also you could go to Leah Barley Murray. That's um, our personal Facebook page. Great. We'll put links over at animalradio.pet so you can learn more about these cute. They are so cute. They <laughs> Aren't they? Thank you. They're, they're amazing. There's so much people don't realize about them. You know, the fact that they're immune to venomous snake bites and it's almost impossible for them to get rabies. They eat over 5,000 ticks in a season, Hal. 5,000. So they're actually helping. Lyme disease is a... Yes, Lyme disease is a real threat, you know, and it's it's so frustrating that they don't get credit for all the amazing things that they do, and they should. I think they're absolutely adorable. I've run into a few at night. It's been very late. I've been coming home from the bars. That's when they come out, and they usually... <laughs> I used to when you come out, too. <laughs> Hal, I'm not sure those are possums. <laughs> Leah Murray, thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> thank you so much, you guys, for this opportunity, and I really hope together we can make a difference. You're listening to Animal Radio. Visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.